Thanks for listening to this sermon recording from Liberty Family Church in Hillsville, Victoria, Australia. All of our sermons are available for free online, and we encourage you to subscribe to our sermon podcast through iTunes or by clicking the button on our website. If you'd like to know more about what it means to follow Jesus, or would like more information about our church, head to www.libertyfamilychurch.net.au. God bless you, and we pray that this sermon recording encourages you and strengthens your faith in Jesus Christ. Good morning, Liberty Family Church, and a very warm welcome to anyone who's visiting with us online this morning. For anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Peter Rogers, and I'm part of the eldership team here at Liberty Family Church and uh, it's my privilege this morning to bring you a message from the Word of God. The message I want to bring this morning is a timeless message but it's particularly a message for our times today and what strange times these are. The coronavirus pandemic has shaken the world in which we live Who would have thought six months ago that our world would have changed so much? Social distancing, masks, gloves, PPE, that's personal protective equipment for those who don't know, shopping trolley wipes, hand sanitizer everywhere, travel restrictions, employment situation has been turned upside down. There's so many changes in the world in which we live. It's a world where we've realised more than ever that we need each other, that we need community and we can't do this or fix this on our own. So people are looking to their leaders to guide us through these times. We're looking to our Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, and his government to navigate us through and out of this pandemic. And what a great job he and his government are doing in guiding us through these uncharted waters. We're also looking to our state government and our Premier, Daniel Andrews, to guide us safely through the three stages of easing restrictions in a timely manner according to our local circumstances here in Victoria. And what a great job he and his government are doing also. More than ever, we're rediscovering that we are not masters of our own fate. There are so many things beyond our control. More than ever, we're rediscovering that we need someone to guide us through the challenges of life and challenging times. We need the guidance of government. We need the guidance of wise counsel. We need the guidance of financial advisors. And some may even turn to a life coach for guidance. While some or all of these are necessary, for some or all of us, this morning I want to remind 
each one of us that there's someone we all need to turn to, someone who is the highest authority, the highest source of wisdom and the best guide and coach for our lives. This morning, I want to remind each one of us of the one who can shepherd us safely through these times and through the uncertainties of this whole journey called life. God is that shepherd. And Jesus, the Son of God, called himself the Good Shepherd. Let's turn to a passage of Scripture this morning that we're probably all familiar with. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is titled, The Lord is My Shepherd. And it's written by a shepherd boy who became king of Israel around 3,000 years ago. Some imagine that David wrote this psalm as a boy uh, when he lay in green fields tending his sheep, perhaps lying on his back in the pastures, basking in the sun, looking up at blue skies and pondering the good things of God. But it seems far more likely that David wrote this psalm as he looked back on his life and he remembered God's provision, guidance, protection and care right throughout his life, through good times and hard times, difficult times. It's a psalm that speaks to the most important needs of our lives also in these difficult times, but also in every season of our life. So let's hear God's voice through this psalm today. Psalm 23, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. It's titled, The Lord, the Shepherd of His People, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What beautiful words these are. Let these words sit with you for a while. Feel your every anxious thought for provision float away. Sense the peace and the rest for your soul in these words. Dwell on certainty and security for dark and difficult days. Let your home in heaven 
be your hope for today and every day of your life. These are the promises of the Good Shepherd. These are the promises of God. So let's explore these four promises this morning. Adequacy, serenity, certainty and eternity. What more could you want? What more could you ask for? The first promise of God in this psalm I've titled Adequacy. Adequacy in the pasture. In verse 1, King David declares that the Lord God is his shepherd. And the verb is a participle and means is shepherding me. So the Lord God is shepherding me. And the Lord is Jehovah God, the covenant-making God of Israel in the Old Testament. And the compound names of God in the Old Testament reflect the whole contents of this psalm. I shall not want. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. He leads me beside still waters. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. He restores my soul. Jehovah Rophe, the Lord who heals. In the paths of righteousness, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. You are with me. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. In the presence of my enemies, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. And you anoint my head, Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord who sanctifies. These are the compound names of God in the Old Testament and they represent the entire contents of this psalm and what God, our shepherd, can mean to each one of us this morning. So let's look at this a little bit deeper. Verses 1 to 3 speak of the adequacy or the provision that the shepherd gives to his sheep in the pasture. Let's read those first three verses again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The Eastern Shepherd provided for every need of his sheep. The sheep lacked nothing if the shepherd was doing his job well. Now the pastures in Israel were lush and green after the rainy season, but that didn't last all year round. The shepherd would need to lead his sheep to find green pastures during the dry season. The sheep couldn't be forced or, or driven like cattle, but rather the sheep would respond to the gentle voice of the shepherd and would be led by the shepherd's voice. The sheep recognised the voice of the good shepherd and followed his voice to green pastures and still waters. 
The sheep wouldn't lie down if they were hungry and neither would they drink from running water. So sometimes the shepherd would dam up the stream to still the waters so the sheep could drink. And the sheep were led on well-worn paths or ruts because if they strayed off that path, they'd usually end up in trouble. And likewise, if God is our shepherd, we won't lack for any good thing. We will be well fed so that we can rest and lie down on the promises of God and his word. Following God's voice and his word will lead us to a place of rest and peace for our souls, like still waters. And following Jesus, the good shepherd, will lead us on the right path, the paths of righteousness, the right path for our lives. So if God is our shepherd, we won't lack for any good thing. That's adequacy in the pasture for God's sheep. That's the first promise of God that I see in this psalm. The second promise of God I see in this psalm is serenity in the valley. Let's look again at verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff they comfort me. Sheep don't have good eyesight. They don't have good vision. And they're easily frightened in, in new circumstances, especially when it's dark. And the presence of the shepherd, the shepherd being with them and his voice calms them. And the shepherd carried with him a rod, which was a, a heavy cudgel with which he could stun or kill any attacking animals so he could protect and defend the sheep and the shepherd's staff was a crook which he used to assist individual sheep at night the the shepherd would have each sheep pass under his staff under the crook so he could count them and examine them and it gave the flock peace knowing that the shepherd was with them and was equipped for any emergency or situation. And likewise, if God is our shepherd, God is with us in every situation, in every circumstances. Jesus is our Emmanuel, God with us. And Jesus is not the hireling who runs away at the first sight of any danger. Rather, Jesus is the good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. And even in the dark times of life, troubling times of this coronavirus pandemic, and even when we face death itself, God is with us and we don't need to be afraid. God's perfect love casts out all fear and death holds no fear for those who've put their faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and his victory over death that he won in his resurrection. As the Apostle Paul said, Where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Jesus Christ.
So that's the second promise of God that I see in this psalm. Serenity in the valley because God is with us. We don't have anything to fear. The third promise of God in this psalm is certainty. Certainty in the fold. Let's read verse 5 again. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. The word table here simply means something that's spread out. The flat places in the hilly country were called tables and sometimes the shepherd stopped the flock at these tables and allowed them to eat and to feast as they headed back to the fold at night time. After each difficult day's work, it was the shepherd's job and aim to bring the flock safely back into the fold where the weary sheep could rest safely for the night. And sometimes at the fold, the shepherd would spread out food in a trough for the sheep because the sheep would only lie down and rest after they were well fed. And then the shepherd would examine each of his sheep as they entered to the fold to be sure that none of them were injured, bruised or sick or had eaten some poisonous plant during the day. To the hurts, the shepherd would apply soothing oil and for the thirsty, he had his large two-handled cup filled with water so that the sheep could drink. He would also apply oil to the heads and to the horns of the sheep to help keep the flies and other insects away. And as the sheep slept, they would be protected by a stone wall around them. And the shepherd himself would sleep across the opening and be the door to that fold. And during the night, thieves or or dangerous animals might approach, but there was no way they could reach the sheep. The sheep knew that they were safe and they could sleep without fear. Likewise, this promise speaks to us that God can bring each one of us to a place of rest, peace and security in the midst of dangers and difficulties in our lives. God doesn't always remove the danger, just as around the fold, the dangers still lurked and were present. But God does promise to bring us safely through to the other side of the storms of life. And he promises that nothing in all creation can separate us from his love, which is ours in Jesus Christ, his son. That's the third promise of God from this psalm, certainty in the fold. And the fourth and last promise of this psalm that I want to raise this morning is eternity in the Father's house. We'll read verse 6 again. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house 
of the Lord forever. As the shepherd lay each night at the door to the sheepfold, he looked back over the day and he reflected how the Lord God had blessed them with his goodness and his mercy. And as an old man, King David here in this psalm looks back across his life and comes to the same conclusion. Despite his sin, despite his failures, David had been followed by the goodness and the mercy of God all the days of his life. And now as David looked forward, he knew he would be in heaven, his father's house forever. This wasn't a reference to the temple because the king didn't didn't live in the temple. Rather, this was a reference to heaven. And Jesus used this language of his father's house when he referred to heaven. Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many rooms and I go to prepare a place for you. When we get to the end of our life, we too, if we have made God our shepherd, will be able to look back from heaven and see that the goodness and the mercy of God has followed us all the days of our lives. Under the old covenant, the sheep died for the shepherd. But under the new covenant, the shepherd, Jesus, died for his sheep. Jesus' sheep are all of us who've put our faith in him and his sacrificial death on the cross of Calvary outside of Jerusalem some 2,000 years ago. And I want to ask you this morning, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd? If not, I want to encourage you to do that this morning, to put your faith in the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, who can guide you through all the uncertainties of life and bring you home safely. And if you choose to do that this morning, to put your faith in Jesus Christ, it comes with another promise. And that promise is that you will meet your shepherd in heaven at the very throne of God. You will meet the shepherd who became the Lamb of God, sacrificed on the cross of Calvary to take away the sin of the world, your sin and my sin. This is the promise of God from the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible, the Word of God. From chapter 7, verse 17 in the book of Revelation, we find these words. For the Lamb, that's Jesus Christ, who is in the midst of the throne, that's in heaven, will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I wonder what tears you are crying today as you listen to this. Tears that need to be wiped away by a loving Heavenly Father. Maybe you're crying tears of need 
or God wants to assure you this morning, if you let him lead you and be your shepherd, that he will assure you of his provision. That's adequacy in the pasture. Maybe you are crying tears of fear in these difficult and dark days. Well, God wants to assure you that he is with you. That's serenity in the valley. Or maybe today you're crying tears of unrest, not knowing where you belong or to whom you belong. This morning God wants to assure you that you can be his child, that he will be your shepherd and protect you. That's certainty in the fold. Or maybe today you're crying tears of being lost, crying because like a little child lost in the supermarket, you don't know your way home. This morning God wants to assure you that he can shepherd you and lead you home to meet the shepherd face to face in heaven, to enjoy endless days at his side. That's eternity in the Father's house. Will you let God shepherd you this morning and for the rest of your life so that you can rest on the promises of God this morning? Adequacy, serenity, certainty and eternity. What more could you want? I want to lead you in a prayer this morning if that's your heart, if that's your intent, to desire to make a decision to allow God to shepherd you through life safely and into eternity with him. So will you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have invited us to be your sheep and that you have promised through your word to be our shepherd. God, we want to acknowledge this morning that we have gone our own way, that we have been led astray by our own desires and our own thoughts, and we've lived life in a way that hasn't been according to your will and your good plan for our lives. God, we ask you to forgive us this morning we ask you to forgive our sin for Jesus' sake and because of his sacrificial death on Calvary 2,000 years ago. And God, we ask you now to be our shepherd, to provide for us in every season of life, to give us your peace by still waters, to give us the certainty of knowing that you are with us in every situation and to rest on your promise, the promises of your word that you have gone to prepare a place for us in the Father's house. God, we thank you for the peace and the rest of knowing you as our God, as our Saviour and as the shepherd through every season of our lives. We pray that you would shepherd us and we thank you for the promise of your Holy Spirit 
that you promised to leave with each one of us who invites Jesus to be our Lord and Saviour. So shepherd us, God, our Father, through these difficult days and lead us safely into your home. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to, uh, I want to just uh, extend uh, my blessing on anyone this morning who's chosen to pray those words and to ask Jesus to be their Lord and Saviour and for God to be their shepherd. And if that's you this morning, if you've chosen to make God your shepherd, I'd encourage you to tell somebody to, to perhaps contact us through the various uh, electronic means, through phone or our Facebook page or our web page, and let us know of that decision. We'd be really pleased to celebrate with you this morning. So God bless you the rest of this day. In Jesus' name, amen.